Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Welcome in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. My name is Chris Wilner, MRN Pit Reporter. Kyle Ricky out at beautiful Stafford Speedway. The leaves are changing, Kyle. And finally, the sun is out. That means you guys get to go racing this weekend for the fall final. How pumped are you for that? I'm pumped because the sun is supposed to stay out for the rest of the week and into the weekend when we're racing. So, uh, and temperatures somehow are going to be like 80 degrees. Not sure why Mother Nature's suddenly being nice to us, but we'll take it. It's a well, it's about time. It's a little it long is, overdue. We've had to push this back for several weeks, but uh, good to hear that the weather's going to be great. I know when we go out to Martinsville Speedway at the Motor Racing Network crew, it's going to be close to 80 degrees as well, which normally we're packing our hats, gloves. Yep all that good stuff so uh, it'll be interesting for sure as of course we get down to the last couple of weeks of the nascar season which means we're getting back uh close to the end of the season for all of our nascar roots racing action of course still a couple big races on the calendar in the next couple of weeks with the all america 400 as well as the south carolina 400 but uh still lots to come and lots that happened over the weekend kyle uh, we've got schedules being released with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Of course, their season finale coming up this Thursday. Actually, today, when the show airs on Thursday, we'll have a Thursday night action for the season finale for the mods. But let's talk about the week that was, and we'll start with the drama at Tri-County with the Cars Tour. Let's start with the late model stocks, a little less drama, as we uh, saw Brandon but Brendan Butterbean Queen get a uh, redemption win, I guess you could call it. Ran out of fuel back in August when Landon Huffman Took home 30 grand. He goes out and wins it. What did you think about the late model stock race before we get to the drama-filled pro late model event? Yeah, uh, that was the nightcap. A fairly tame race from what we saw earlier in the night. Brendan uh, led most of the event, held off uh, Mason Diaz, Landon Huffman at the finish, led a majority of the, the lap. So uh, a dominant night, and like you mentioned, a, a redemption night for him. So uh, a, a good event, great car count uh, in both of the divisions, and, uh, but the tamer of the two events from what we saw about 90 minutes prior to that. Yeah, just a little bit. And uh, by the way, with the win, Butterbean 19 points back now of Mr. Carson Quapple for the late model stock title. Again, they wrap up their season November 4th at Caraway. Okay, let's get to the pro late model event. Uh, where do we start? I guess the first thing we could start is with the finish, Kyle. Uh, you have the youngster, Gavin Bochelle, who I've had the pleasure of watching in the dirt ranks here at Millbridge Speedway, of course, running sprint cars for Christopher Bell's team, goes out with the Rackley crew, is in second in the final couple of laps, and gets into Ashton Higgins, turning him around into the wall. Bochelle goes on to cross the finish line first, then gets post-race penalty for rough driving. That gives the win to Caden Quapple, who's your points leader on the pro late model side. But Kyle, what did you think of the move that Gavin put on Ashton there at the end? Oh, well, I mean, maybe. He did what he had to do. Uh, it wasn't the cleanest move. It, it's something I think we're seeing more and more um, in that type of racing in that region of the country, uh, mainly in the Cars Tour. We've seen a lot of it, I feel like, this year. Last lap, last corner, 
I can't win. So I guess the guy in front of me is not going to win. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure what was going through his mind, but uh, neither of them got the win. And and Caden who, qual- who crossed the line in second, ultimately was awarded the win after his drama from about 20 laps earlier with Katie Hedinger. Yeah. So let's talk about that because Katie was handed down a penalty by the cars tour just yesterday before we recorded this show. So what was going on there? Because it seemed like, uh, I mean, first of all, it seemed a little early in the race for me, but what was your take on, on the contact with Katie? Well, the, the, well, the first one, um, oh, here's, here's yeah, which how one? it started. Yeah, the, here's how it started. The competition caution came out. The field was, you know, clean and green. Everyone was strung out. I guess that's why they have competition cautions down there. Um, I'm not a fan of them. Have never been a fan of them. Let the race play out the way it should play out. It's a 100-lap race. Let it go uh, without throwing all these cautions. But they threw the caution. They bunched everybody up. Caden uh, had a great run in the outside of well, – make that Caden had a great run in the outside of Katie. Uh, they came together after three laps of really good side-by-side hard racing. Katie had it wound up in the outside. Caden looked good on the bottom. Uh, not sure what happened off turn two, but they came together. Uh, you know, some would say Caden didn't leave Katie a lot of room and, and Katie got out of shape when spinning, got the outside wall. Caden was then black flagged. So obviously the officials saw that he was at fault or at least a part of the incident. So they were both at the back and then, uh, Katie right hooked Caden on the restart. And, uh, that pretty much ended her, her day and, and ultimately her car store season. Yeah, so she was handed down a one-race suspension by the Cars Tour, which means she will not be taking part in the season finale at Caraway. Uh, more sus- not suspensions, more penalties came out as well. Ashton Higgins, who crossed the racing surface uh, right after the checker to go confront Gavin Bochel, that's a no-no. He was sent home with a fine and on probation. Gavin Bochel's on a probation. Uh, so heated tempers in a very busy but competitive season for the Cars Pro Late Model Drivers. Uh, kind of came to a boiling point. It seemed like they're at Tri County. We'll see if uh, they get you know an extra week off before we go to Caraway November fourth. See if things cool down a little bit. But certainly we will be without Katie uh, there at the Pro Late Model event. But again, championships still up for grabs in both Late Model stock and Pro Late Model. All right, let's get to some uh, quick news real quick. How about DJ Shaw capturing the 2023 American Canadian Tour Championship? Did it with a walk off win at New London Waterford Speed Bowl. He crowned, uh, crowned the Triple Crown as well. So kind of a big uh, championship effort for DJ Shoggin, a former Oxford 250 winner, gets it done for his second straight back-to-back titles in the ACT Tour. And then Arca West, Kyle, out there at Madeira. What a return to Madeira. I mean, I was wondering if that racetrack was ever going to be put back on the West schedule, but it was out at the, the 5150 Junior Homecoming Arca 150. Of course, several of the junior late model drivers that have graduated through that 5150 Junior program were there uh, in attendance and entered into the race mixed with, with some of our championship competitors like Sean Hingarani, who was awfully quiet, Kyle. Uh, we, we, you know, we talked yeah. about kind of that championship run, it seemed like, when Landon Lewis was not in the car the last several weeks. It seems to be a walk-off, but not really for that Venerini Motorsports driver. Had a little bit of an issue, but it was Caden Honeycutt who was uh, stealing the show yet again. Yeah, well, uh, Caden, Caden was good right off the truck. Uh, one practice, one qualifying, led every lap in the 150-lap event and took the win with ease over Todd Souza, who had a very consistently good run at the front of the field, Joey East. Uh, Bradley Erickson, and you mentioned Sean Hingarani, could barely uh, race into the top five for much of the event, raced in that fifth, sixth, seventh spot for uh, for most of the race and ended up with a top five. Continues to lead by 
I guess a fairly healthy margin, 30 points is a pretty good lead going into the season finale at the Phoenix Raceway over Trevor Huddleston here in just over a week's time to kick off championship weekend out there in the desert. Yeah, it was not a good weekend for Sean, for sure. I had to go to the tail of the field at the start of the race for unapproved adjustments, so just kind of yep. was trying to claw back from there. And Madeira, is, as we'll talk to our guest, uh, actually will be Caden Honeycutt here coming up on the second part of the show, kind of reminds him a little bit of Martinsville. So I think it's uh, something where, obviously, at Martinsville, tough to pass. If you're at the rear of the field, you go uh, a threat and getting a lap down early in the race, and, and qualifying is huge. So the fact that Sean had to start at the rear of the field just really put him in a hole, and it's hard to bounce out of. So, again, has that margin, uh, 30 points there going into Phoenix. Anything could still happen. Treble Huddleston, yeah. what a great season for him just to be in the championship discussion as we go to Phoenix here in two weeks, but of course, uh, anything can happen, and of course, we'll have that on the Motor Racing Network coming up uh, next week. All right, well, let's get to our guest. Let's get uh, his thoughts on Madeira Speedway, of course, his win with the ARCA West Championship, and of course, his full season. He's been running the Truck Series nearly half the year for a couple different teams, a start with the Xfinity Series, and plenty of things to eye on coming at the end of this year and into 2024. Let's visit with Caden Honeycutt coming up next on the flip side of this break here on Coast to Coast. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. by Wheel and Engineering. Joining us now on the phone, it is the most recent ARCA West Series winner from over the weekend as the series made its return to Madeira. Caden Honeycutt joins us on the line. Caden, congratulations on the big win this weekend. How are you this morning? Man, I'm great. How about you guys? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Probably not as good as you coming off of a win. I know race car drivers feed on momentum, and you've had some momentum every time you've stepped foot behind the wheel uh, in the ARCA West Series, it seems to bode pretty well for you. Talk about your weekend here at Madera this past week. Well, I mean, it, it went as, about as good as any weekend can go. Um, we had a great car right off the trailer. Uh, Bruce Cook and, and all the guys at the shop did an amazing job, um, as they always do, to uh, bring a fast car. Um, we just, you know, we it, we were all, Madera was just a place that nobody's been to in a long time, so no one really knew what to expect. Uh, with the new series and and uh, new drivers and stuff like that, but I thought the race went, uh, I thought the race went great. Um, so, you know, maybe uh, it was probably a little bit more hectic at the end than I was hoping for, but um, still, we're able to get it done. Um, had a took the lead right off the rip and was able to not look uh, able to not look back and lead all the laps and uh, pretty much un an uneventful race for our part, and um, we were able to bring the checkered and come out with the team standings lead um, going into the last race. You mentioned hectic late in the event. That was because of a couple of late race caution flags. But <clears throat> when a driver dominates a day like you did, practice, qualifying, race, you let all the laps, it looks, you know, easy on paper. It looks like it was a perfect day on paper. But I think we all know that for us that have been around in the industry long enough, uh, there was probably not much easy about that day for you guys. No, not at all. I mean, it just, 
it's it's always a restarts were were absolutely hectic the entire time. Um, just being able to choose either the top or the bottom didn't really know what to do at, in some given moments. But you know, like like I said, we were able to uh, able to figure it out, um, able to execute and bring home a win for 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 MMI uh, Steve McGowan race team. Um, we it, it wasn't easy that's for sure. But on every restart, I had somebody wanting to hound me down and and take the lead uh, back from me. So um, it was definitely, it was tough, but you know, it, we were able to uh, to get it done and go on to Phoenix and try to, uh, and try to win, <clears throat> try to win there and uh, bring home a team standings win um, for, for our MMI uh, race team. So really looking forward to Phoenix. I think uh, we got a really good bunch of competition uh, going to be there. So it should be a, it should be a good race. And uh, we'll just try to come out with the championship and for the team and uh, go on from there. As we put a bow on this past weekend, Caden, what was so challenging about Madeira? I know it was kind of a even playing field, I guess. I know there were some of those 51 junior late model kind of veterans and, and, and champions from years past that were entered in the event. So they have a little bit more experience. But for the series in general, uh, making its return there, what made Madeira maybe a challenge as far as just how to race that racetrack? But it, it was just, yeah, I thought of it like Martinsville, to be honest. Um, I thought the track was absolutely awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed being able to uh, to do the nice diamond cut down. Um, it was, it's kind of shaped like Martinsville, but you had to attack it differently. And that's what, that's something I thought was very neat. Um, so that's why I, immediately when I went out for practice, I immediately started doing the diamond line. And it was tense faster and I was and I was like, All right, this is most likely what I'm gonna do the rest of the time and stick with it. And uh and thankfully it worked and a whole lot of other people tried it too and they just um they couldn't make it work like we could and I thought that was the indicator that we were gonna be very be very good. Um so I was really excited as soon as we stepped as soon as that as soon as that was happening, I thought we were gonna be just fine and um thankfully we were. And um, yeah, it just it just turned into our, our second win of the season, and uh, really looking forward to uh, to Phoenix to try to cap it off. And um, yeah, it was just a, I thought it was a great racetrack. I thought it was the most different racetrack we've been to in a long time, and especially for me. Um, so I enjoyed it. Hopefully, Arca West goes back there for many years to come um, because that was a great racetrack, great facility. Kenny Shepard and them do a great job there. So uh, hats off to them and. Uh, thanks to thanks to them for letting Arca to come back and uh, come to a historic racetrack like that. So uh, it'll make hopefully stay there for many more years to come, and a lot more great races will go on there. You mentioned Phoenix, the final race of the Arca Menards West Series season coming up in just over a week time. A race that uh, you just mentioned that you're going to participate in as well. Do you believe in momentum? You have a lot of it right now, and do you think it can carry over to a much larger Phoenix Raceway next weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, I think with what we're trying and what we're going to bring to the racetrack, really looking forward to that. Um, you know, we're going to try to obviously compete in for a win, um, even if if even if Joe Gibbs and and Venery all going to be there, um, we're still going to give it our all. Um, I think we'll have a, a great car. I've had Phoenix um, uh, experience before, so I'm really looking forward to it in the truck and also the Arca car. So 
a lot of racing to go on and a lot of track time will be put down which will be good for me um for both arca and truck so like i said really looking forward to the weekend i think it's going to be great and um this can't do anything magical if we get in a situation where we just have to settle for a good for for points we just we got to do that and make sure we bring home uh, the team standings win. You mentioned the Craftsman Truck Series. I know you've had several starts, you know, this year alone. You, uh, Roper Racing comes to mind. I think Young's Motorsports you've been a part of as well. What is the big benefit for you, obviously, aside from just taking part in the next series up and being a part of the NASCAR National Series, but as a driver who's starting to get, you know, higher and higher in his career, what's the biggest benefit that you found running the truck and then going back and being so successful, successful in the ARCA car and in the other disciplines that you run? And honestly, the, I, found, I have found that the ARCA car is harder to drive than the truck. Um, uh, when I did that at Bristol, did the double duty at Bristol, I was really surprised how much easier the truck was compared to the ARCA car. Um, honestly, I wish I got to drive ARCA a little bit more going and seeing um, how that drove at Bristol. So I'm really excited to see how it goes at, uh, at Phoenix. Um, I've learned a lot from the trucks to be able to take down to ARCA. Um, and especially experience-wise and race-wise. So, and ARCA has also helped me get ready for the truck better when I show up to the racetrack. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of variables that, that go on, but, man, I, honestly, I I like um, I like the ARCA car a lot. I, thought, I think it's a great car, and being able to take the experience I've had with, um, with the ARCA car to the truck is very valuable, and it's definitely something um, that I will – be very cherishable for and thankful for for the opportunity to uh from young's motorsports and and bruce cook and um yeah we'll just go to phoenix take all the take the best opportunity we can and, and do what we'll, with what we got and uh we'll hopefully come out on top for the arctic car and have a, a nice run for the truck following phoenix i know we've seen you in, in a bunch of different series over the course of, of this season what do you have left on your schedule i know snowball derby uh has been a big event for you the last few years runner-up finished there a few years back uh is that you know obviously that race is coming up is that uh, part of the schedule before we get to the holidays for you guys well unfortunately not um i have not participated in derby for at least two years now so um i just uh right now i'm just uh, I'm probably going to run the rest of the car, uh, run one more car tour race um, after the Phoenix race, um, and then I'll run the South Carolina 400 uh, and the Thanksgiving Classic to end the season and the late model stock and maybe some pro races with E33 uh, race team. For, I'm also going to run the pro late model for them at Caraway. So a lot of racing still left to go. Um, so right now I just got to do the best I can of what I got and you know, try to make the most out of it and and uh, try to win to uh, to be able to go forward and, um, and run in the trucks next year. That's what I really want to do, and that's the goal right now to uh, to happen. So you got to win in order to move on. That's certainly for sure. And, and Caden, you talked about how you've got a lot of short track racing coming up, you know, to close the season. And as somebody who's come through those ranks and still runs in those, how has – especially when you look at the cars tour and things like that, how has late model stock and, and just late model racing in general changed over the last couple of years, especially now that you've gotten to see kind of the other side of things on the Arca side and even in the trucks and, and Xfinity. But then when you come back to racing in the short tracks with late models, just how much has it changed over the last couple of years? And it, it's changed a whole lot competition wise. That's for sure. 
Um, it's it's changed the aspect of of competition in the matter of like you have got to be on your game the entire time. You cannot let up for one weekend um, because if you let up for one weekend, you might as well not even think about running in the top five or top ten. Um, so the the amount of competition I've been fortunate to be able to race in the car store has 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 definitely made it to where I I've always will compete and be able to know the competition level and always go 110% every single lap because you cannot you cannot run any worse than that. Um, so you know it, it's tough, like it really is, and the car sure has has progressed me into running as well as I have in the ARCA car and the truck. So um, I've just been very fortunate with the rides and the opportunities I've been able to have and um, just really looking forward to uh, to what's to come. And, um, yeah, it's just, the competition is unbelievable. And the last couple of years has definitely, I think, ever since COVID has hit, everybody has trained so much harder and the technology has gone up and just everything has just doubled itself. So, um, yeah, this, it's just, it's hard, it's tough. And, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really thankful for, uh, for that. And, um, I think that this pushes us to be even better to, uh, to move on to the next level and continue to strive. But fun to watch those cars tours events here on, uh, flow racing over the last couple of seasons. Uh, final question for you, uh, looking to the truck series, you've run just under half the season with, uh, several different teams, as Chris mentioned earlier, uh, in this interview, have you met your goals? You know, I guess what were the goals going in and have you met them now with a couple of top 10 finishes and another very deep field that we uh, see week in and week out? Yeah. You know, I, obviously the, I want to win every single race, right? So sure. I have not struggled. I've won in a, the car, uh, won at least one or two cars races this year. So, you know, I still have an opportunity to do that um, at Caraway with RNS race cars and Marcus Richmond. So really looking forward to that. I think that will be something to uh, to try to get in and capitalize on. We got an ARCA win, um, finished top 10 in the truck this year. So right now we're just trying to, uh, the goal is obviously winning everything, but for Phoenix it'd be winning the team championship and um, and as well as uh, run in the top 10 at Phoenix for, for Tyler Young and Young Motorsports. So, um, got some goals left for the rest of the season to win some big races and run well the rest of the season and uh, try to move on to 24 or bigger and better things. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. How is 2024 planning going, Caden? I know you want to run the Truck Series full-time. Is it looking like it's heading that direction, or we still kind of have some work to do over the offseason? Yeah, I just got a lot of work to do over the offseason. You know, right now sponsorship is a, the big thing that I, I don't have is, is basically just money and then to be honest so um right now just looking for partners and and sponsorship opportunities to be able to run in the full season next year you know i don't have anything um fully planned out so right now nothing's been signed the uh, this is i'm working for a job every single race i'm getting to that's why every race is so important so 
um, yeah, just really look trying to uh, try to do while at Phoenix, do what we're supposed to do, and maybe uh, make that a little bit more easier. All right, well, partners listening to this show, give Caden Honeycutt a call. Looking for an uh, opportunity to run full-time the Truck Series next year. But, Caden, thanks so much for joining us today. Congratulations on the ARCA West win, and best of luck as we go to Phoenix next week. And uh, you pulled double duty. That's a busy weekend. And, of course, it's championship weekend uh, with, uh, well, I guess everything, ARCA West as well as our top three series in NASCAR. So a big-time weekend out there in Phoenix. Go enjoy it, and best of luck. Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate you guys letting me on. Absolutely. Caden Honeycutt, big ARCA West winner over the weekend at Madera. Coming up next on the show, a lot of news and notes to talk about, as well as some big races here as we get ready to cap off the 2023 season. That's all next here on Coast to Coast. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering Kyle. Great conversation with Kate Huddycutt. Uh, again, the perils of racing at this time uh, in this generation, it's all about money and sponsorships. We certainly hope that Caden can get some because I think if you put him in the seat for a full season on the truck side, uh, by the, probably about the midway point, I think he'll turn some heads and uh, depending on what ride he's in, has an opportunity to go out and challenge for some wins next year, especially when you look at the changing of the guard, it seems like with so many truck series regulars jumping up to either cup or Xfinity next year. The door is going to be wide open for, for new contenders for 2024. And driving for Tyler Young, Young's Motorsports, that team has come such a long way here the last couple of years. It's been to victory lane, getting a victory at Talladega, um, finding more consistency in the top 10, top 15. So, you know, that could be an option for 2024, uh, a full-time option anyway. He's done well with it part-time here this season. Look forward to seeing what he does at the Phoenix Raceway next week, part of the big double header with the Arkham and Art Series uh, West as they wrap up their season. That's right. He's going to pull double duty out there, as we heard, and uh, can't wait to talk about all things championship weekend on the show next week. But let's get to some news and notes before a couple races coming up on the calendar this week. Uh, NASCAR home track Rockford Speedway out in Illinois. Uh, it's holding its final event this weekend, Kyle. Uh, one of the staples out in the Midwest, just about, I don't know, maybe an hour or so west of the city of Chicago out there in Rockford, uh, kind of saying farewell. And it's not the only track that's been saying farewell this year. I know Devil's Bowl Speedway just had its final World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series event. That racetrack yep. that has been there since the inception of the World of Outlaws yep. is now going away. So, uh, we, we talk about racetracks, you know, coming, but more so lately it's been racetracks going. And here's another one that's saying goodbye this year. It's been tough for a lot of these short tracks to, to kind of climb out of what happened three years ago and get reestablished, get competitors back, get fans back. Uh, Rockford Speedway in, in Illinois has been around for so long, so many decades. They've been a, they've been a partner with NASCAR. Uh, back with the old Winston Racing Series and, and currently with the, the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series. Yeah, tough to see them go. I know it's a home track of our own Pete Pistoni, uh, Pete Pistoni that is, who who we work with here on the Motor Racing Network. I know he'll be taking in the festivities there uh, for the final event this weekend. So hopefully they have a good turnout. 
a good show and, and a great send off to what has been a historic facility in, in grassroots short track racing. For sure. Well, after some sad news with that, let's get to some good news. The NASCAR Will and Modified Tour announcing its 2024 schedule uh, just this past few days. And we're going down from, I think, 19 to 16 races, Kyle, beginning, of course, at New Smyrna Speedway in February. That's on Saturday, February 10th. And it rolls through a lot of our, uh, you know, typical tracks that we see throughout the year. Richmond Raceway, Thompson, anything surprise you as looking at 2024 as we get set to wrap up their championship here tonight on Thursday? I'm glad to see Manatnock Speedway, I think, hosting three NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour events next year. Thompson Speedway, for the first time since before COVID, will be back on the schedule three times, including the Icebreaker event toward the beginning of the season in April, after they open up their season on February 10th, once again, at the new Smyrna Speedway, part of uh, Daytona Speed Weeks, a uh, short track right up the road from, from the big track. No big surprises, all the, the tracks that have for the most part, traditionally been a part of the schedule, are back, going back to Lancaster, New York next year, midsummer as well, and we'll wrap up for a third consecutive year at the Martinsville Speedway on October 26th. So a uh, good schedule, uh, losing three events, I don't think is a bad thing. 19 this year was a lot for these the, the teams, especially travel-wise, and uh, remember, these aren't big budget race teams, and it, it was asking a lot to, to grow to 19 events. Um, especially in a lot of races that are out of the Northeast region, like a Richmond, like a New Smyrna, uh, some of the other racetracks that they have gone to in recent years that are uh, away from the Northeast. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully the car count uh, improves just a bit. But expecting a great field this weekend at the Martinsville Speedway. Nearly 40 cars entered for the race on Thursday night. Yeah, cannot wait for that. But big news again. Congratulations. Wheel and Modified Tour. Things are healthy uh, going into 2024 and a great schedule, as you mentioned, with Thompson. And I'm excited to see Conk is back as well, put on a great race this yep. year. And that one's coming back on June 1st. So good stuff out of the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. A uh, quick uh, short track news lane in Huffman found a new home for some of the big Virginia Triple Crown events, as well as the Cars Tour, joining Jimmy Mooring Racing after running for Nelson Motorsports this year. So a uh, quick turnaround for him. Of course, a former Hickory Motor Speedway track champion as well. His father, Rob Huffman, it's going to be his crew chief. How about that? A five-time Goodies Dash champion is going to be what father and son duo. That's going to be pretty special, Kyle. Anytime you can have father-son team up to go for a championship uh, in one of Short Track Racing's premier series. And the Huffman name has been around, like you mentioned, for decades and decades and decades, dating back to the old NASCAR Goodies Dash series. Uh, missed that series. They were fun to watch uh, years ago at, at tracks like uh, like Hickory Motor Speedway, I think it was one of their home racetracks for, for many, many years uh, before the series went away. So uh, good to see the Huffman's back and doing well. Finally, before we get to a couple races coming up this week, Kyle, let's get your thoughts on Martinsville Speedway. And of course, it is the cutoff race for the championship four at Phoenix for both the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Cup Series. Let's start with the Xfinity Series. We saw Sam Mayer get the dub out at Homestead to be the first driver to lock in officially. You've got John Hunter Nemechek, who's 44 to the good, probably think unless he has a disastrous day, which he's trended to not have those as of late. So I think he's pretty much a lock to join Sam Mayer. But then it gets tight. Three points from Cole Custer, Austin Hill, both three above the cut line, three below the cut line, Justin Allgaier, who I feel like this season has been the season for Justin Allgaier, yet he comes in three below to Martin's mm -hmm. way. Of course, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, Sheldon Creed all in must win situations but what do you think anybody can spoil the party or will it be a tussle between austin hill justin allgaier and cole custer 
I don't know. If Sammy Smith qualifies well and runs up front, uh, that team seemingly is always good there. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but he could spoil the party and uh, race his way in. But I think uh, Justin Allgaier, I think, will race his way in. I don't know who will fall out. That's a tough one. Maybe Cole Custer uh, or Austin Hill there who was on the bubble. Um, but but either way, I think one of them will miss it. And I think Justin Allgaier will, will race his way in and compete for a championship next week in Phoenix. All right, the expert Kyle Ricky locked those Not down. Not an expert. <laughs> Lock that in your fantasy pool, folks. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good point. And also, too, I just think it's also interesting that you've got a couple of our Roots graduates and Sammy Smith, who's an Arca East champion. You've got Chandler Smith, who's run up through the late model ranks, winning some big races as well as uh, winning some Arca races before getting to the trucks and now Xfinity Series. They go to a place, Martinsville, that really replicates some of those short tracks that they've grown up racing on. So if you're in a must-win situation, if I'm Sammy Smith or Chandler Smith, this is probably right in my wheelhouse, maybe compared to some of the other drivers. So would not yep. be surprised if we get a walk-off win by either of those two, although I think it is a tough mountain to climb when we get to uh, get to Martinsville coming up again. That race coming Saturday afternoon, the Down on Tools 250. Now, Kyle, for the Cup Series on Sunday, the Xfinity 500 the year one year anniversary of the hell melon that we still talk about to this day. And I know Ross Chastain uh, will never be able to replicate that. No one will. It's now banned from, from the NASCAR rule book. But when you look at the drivers sitting below the cut line right now, and it starts with 10 points below to Tyler Reddick, you've got Martin Truex Jr. at 17 below Denny Hamlin, 17 below and a Chris Busher hail Mary attempt at 43 below any of those drivers strike your fancy maybe Denny uh, to go out and, and maybe upset of Ryan Blaney or William Byron right now that are uh, 10 and 30 to the good. Yeah. I mean, you can't overlook Denny Hamlin and Martinsville Speedway. I mean, he's been so strong there over the years, maybe not with this new race car over the last year and a half, but I mean, he gets around that racetrack well and always has. And if anybody can, you know, make, you know, pull off an upset, I guess it could be Denny if you even want to call that. And upset, uh, obviously, obviously, had some bad luck at the Homestead Miami Speedway. A part failure sent that car into the outside wall while running well and above the cut line. So uh, the team is capable. Um, it would be very odd if both missed. I'm talking about Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin, who I know many have pinned for as a championship favorite uh, this year. You know, this could be finally the year Denny wins that championship. And now suddenly he has a lot of work to do at the Martinsville Speedway. But if anybody can do it, it's him. And, uh, you know, maybe Truex can sneak in there as well. But they're both going to have to jump over a couple drivers like Ryan, uh, Ryan Blaney and William Byron. So going to be tough. Going to be fun to watch, though, come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, both championships in the Xfinity and uh, the Cup Series are coming down to the wire. And I think it's shaping up to be a heck of a battle both to get into the Champion Four and then obviously Phoenix will be a great race for both of these series as well. Uh, I agree with Kyle. Denny Hamlin cannot afford another heartbreak in, in missing the championship four like he did last year when Ross Chastain pulled the move and nipped yep. him by about four feet at the line for that transfer spot. You know, Denny's probably thought about that, not forgotten about that moment and how it felt. So uh, wants to make sure that he can get in on good. I think Ryan Blaney's been impressive too as well. A couple great races for him. If he does what he needs to do, he should be okay. There's a chance that Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell will represent Toyota in the championship four instead of a Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. I didn't have that on my bingo card going into Phoenix. But again, anything can happen. MRN will have the coverage of those races coming up this weekend. A couple races to talk about, Kyle, on the route schedule. How about 
the Virginia's for Racing Lovers 200 NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour Championship Finale at Martinsville Speedway. Tonight, Thursday night, we've got the MRN crew headed that direction for a thriller like it was last season when we crowned a champion. And now it's coming down to Ronnie Silk, Justin Bonsignor. Who's your money on here tonight? Oh, it's going to be tight. Uh, big field of cars, so Ron Silk can't afford to, to slip up because Bonsignor will be there to capitalize. I don't think he will. I think Ron Silk will pick up the championship. As far as a race win, it's wide open with guys like Bobby Labonte and Ryan Newman, Ryan Priest, Burt Myers, Austin Beers, all in the field. Matt Hirschman just coming off a big win at the New London Waterford Speed Bowl this past Saturday. Uh, a lot of these drivers pulling double duty before they race here uh, uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, so it's going to be a big week for modified racing. Uh, a great field of cars on Thursday night. I'll go with Ryan Priest, you know, one of the, I think, the obvious favorites. Uh, and uh, Ron Silk for the championship. Yeah, 100%. It's pretty much anybody's game. And, and and I could see a youngster like Austin Beers, who turned some heads earlier this year, picking up a win could spoil the party as well at Martinsville. Of course, NASCAR is going to be watching as teams roll into Martinsville for for uh, the round of eight weekend, and and they'll have their eyes on what's going on. And Corey LaJoy put on a good race last year, too, as well. Yeah. A little bit of controversy, though, but, again, winning his grandfather clock, so we'll see who's the next to do it. Again, that race is coming up on Thursday night. Tonight, you can hear it on the Motor Racing Network uh, broadcast. We've got a crew going up there as well, so it should be a good time. Again, that race is also at 8 p.m., by the way, if you're uh, keeping track of the time. Smart Modified Tour at Orange County. They're wrapping up their season Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. You can watch that on Flow. And Kyle, a preview. Finally, the Apple Fall Final is here. Your final event for Stafford for 2023. What can we expect here uh, coming up this weekend? Yeah, it's also the final event for the Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series, uh, the series that runs up here uh, in New England, along with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour and some of the other uh, different divisions. Uh, 42 entries. Right now for, I believe, what will be 30 starting spots for Saturday afternoon. Matt Hirschman, the most recent winner. In fact, he's won the last two races. Won the Spring Sizzler here last year at Stafford Speedway. So I think he's one of the favorites, no doubt, come uh, racing here on Saturday afternoon. But uh, tune us in. It's going to be a good field of cars. All the best uh, of Northeast Modified uh, teams will be here. And uh going to be fun to watch. A lot of the local SK Modified teams will We'll be stepping up to run in the event as well. So it's going to be a great race, a great day for racing, 80 degrees, sunshine. The SK Light Modifieds will be on track. The SK Modifieds will be here as well. So it's going to be a full day and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And especially the fact that we're going to be near 80 up in your neck of the woods. What a way yeah. to end the season. It starts in the cold and you end in the sunshine and the heat, which I wouldn't have expected up that direction at this time in, in October. So uh, awesome stuff, Kyle. Best of luck to you and your team out there for the Napa Fall Final. Again, folks, don't forget, Motor Racing Network is your home for all things Martinsville this weekend, beginning tonight with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Saturday, things get going, a little triple header broadcast for you, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll have NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying for Martinsville Speedway, and then go right into the 3 p.m. broadcast of the Dead on Tools 250 for the cutoff race in the round of eight the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and then Sunday, NASCAR Live Race Day hits the air, 1 p.m. Eastern time, leading into the Xfinity 500 as we find out who goes to Phoenix to fight for a championship. Good stuff, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, by the way, when this is all over for the Napa Fall Final, what, what's the plan here? Vacation? You doing a little trip to Mohegan Sun? What, what's going on? Oh, those happen a lot of weeks oh, anyway. That's true. Yeah, no, that's vac no vacation. No vacation planned right now. We need to get back to Disney. That was my hot spot for many, many, many years. So 
maybe during the off season, uh, we'll take a trip down there. But uh, right now, we're already getting ready for 2024 here at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Yeah, so a schedule release this week. See StaffordSpeedway.com for all the details. There you go. Good, good little plug. You buried the like lead. That. Your schedule coming out here uh, later this week, so do, be sure to tune in for that. Well, good stuff, Kyle. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and good luck with the Napa Fall Final. Of course, for our producers, Pat Jackers, and I'm Chris Wilner. Thank you so much for tuning in to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelin Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Enjoy your weekend of racing and all things from Martinsville Speedway. Don't forget to tune into the Motor Racing Network. Of course, we'll talk about it all going into championship week next week. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.